Hi, this is Steve. I want to start by letting you know that some of the artwork discussed in this episode can be viewed at the Creationist Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Welcome to The Creationist, a podcast about people who create. I'm your host, Steve Waxman. When I first reached out to Toronto-based artist Alice Zilberberg, I thought that this would be an episode about photography. I soon learned that what Alice does is so much more. This is why I don't call myself a photographer. Um, I don't like to just like actually take out the word photography because, or I guess you could say it's photo-based, but um, there's a lot of digital work to it, um, which is why I call them digital paintings. The list of awards Alice Zilberberg has received for her artwork is remarkable for someone so young. She most recently received first place in the International Photography Awards for her surreal portraits of wild animals in the series she calls Meditations. One of the stars of the series and the place I wanted to start our conversation is the striking portrait of a bison. What I discovered is that Alice is not merely a photographer, and a bison is not a buffalo. Were there particular animals that you wanted to work with? Did you have a particular vision of um, the buffalo one, which is the one that's, you know, was so striking to me and is the reason that I originally contacted you. It was like, it was just so bold. And so I was just curious, was there a vision that you wanted to shoot a buffalo and put it into a surreal landscape? Was it a part of a series of random wildlife that you were shooting I how does how did even like how does that start uh yeah that's a good question I think I just I started out with going to different zoos and seeing which animals I liked uh just the ones that kind of worked out (laughs) or the ones to first like make it into the series but I always kind of have a vision of what it's going to look like even though that changes sometimes a lot um, throughout the process. So I really, I just really like the bison. It's a bison. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's technically, so you could say buffalo. I, well, I, I, I call turtles and tortoises the same things. So I'm, it's not I, just I'm, you. I'm, I'm one of those crew. It's people. not just you. Everyone, like, if you mix up, like, the animals yeah. in the technical terms, because it's technically, like, a North American bison is nicknamed a buffalo. So, but it's tech, it's the more technical term of the bison. Okay, well, okay, can you can you walk me th- walk me through the bison photo? How did you even get the photo of the bison in the first place? Where did you take the photo? How did like how does this thing happen? Because again, they're so striking. It's as though you told the bison stand there, please don't move. <laughs> and let's get the lighting right. Yeah, um that's funny. Thank you. That's really nice. Uh the yeah, I definitely had an image uh, that I wanted to do uh, a bison. I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. I knew what background it's going to go on, uh, roughly. And that was more of kind of a visual, like, aesthetic choice. How I got the image of <laughs> the bison was that usually I go to different zoos around the area. Um, you need a lot of patience because, yeah, you can't tell them how to stand, unfortunately, talk to them at all. So sometimes you could come and nothing happens. But I just, I got lucky with with the bison on that day. It was just uh, really nice. And uh, it just, that was just, I just got a really good shot of it. I don't always get that. <laughs> you you said that you had an idea for what the background would be. So, so was the background from images that you already had, or did you have to go search those out as well? 
Uh, yeah, that's a good question. They, I usually have to go search them out, but in this case, I already had that background from a trip to Iceland. Uh, and then there's some mountain, I can see it. There, it's right here, so I can look at it. Um, yeah, the mountains are probably from a different place uh, and the sky as well. So yeah, I already had that background, but I kind of have to always kind of go home and try it out and, and see see what happens. In the case of the bison, the the background, how it turned out in the end, it didn't look like that in the, the background and everything else uh, at all. If I was to show you the, the raw photos, it would just not look like that because I worked on it for maybe a month and a half. Uh, like full time because <laughs> it's, it's just clean it up and just everything that I had to do to it to, to make it look like that. And well, I mean, he looks like a rock star. And that's, that's, you know, part of what's really cool about the thing is that it looks like he's got a ton of charisma and that, you know, he's saying, look at me. And that's, I mean, it's just really, really cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love him. He's great. He's definitely been just one of the, the highlighted images of the, this project. I don't really know like which ones are going to turn out really good. Like sometimes it's just, I think something's going to be amazing and it's just not, or it's not, it doesn't work out at all. And um, sometimes some other things just like turn out really well. So for this one, like this project, it's a little bit unique because usually I, pl I plan things out a little bit uh, better, but with this one, because it's, because I'm shooting wildlife, I, just, I can't control what they're doing. So I usually, I just, I have a vision of how, how they're going to stand. And I know kind of like my style and how they should stand in order for me to put them on these backgrounds. Right. Cause not every, like not every animal would work. Like a snake would be really hard. I, I know that talking about the creative process and talking about, you know, the work that goes into doing something like that can be a bit of a drag, mm -hmm. but I'm going to ask you if you could try and walk us through step-by-step step how it is you create an image like that. Um, okay. So uh, we know that I shot the bison. I shot the, the background element separately. You know, I, I put them together. So they're, they're sort of collaged together, but then I do a lot of digital work on top of that, just a lot of effects and just kind of with the, with like, to, like tools um, that I use to, to kind of to clean up the background so that it's, so there's nothing kind of distracting. Cause I mean, it's photography, right? So there's a lot of detail in it, but I like it actually to be cleaned up cause I like it to look more like a painting. So the reason why it takes so long is because I, I clean the, the backgrounds and everything up really well until nothing is kind of distracting my eye. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I know exactly what you So, so that, yeah, it takes a long time. Like I, um, oh, there's the lighting thing. Um, yeah, I have to make sure that the, the you know, the lighting works <laughs> in terms of uh, shooting them, um, sorry, shooting the, the animals and then the, the background. So I usually, uh, usually shoot when it's overcast. Are you trying, are you trying to get these things to look like they're on the same plane? Or are you looking for, I mean, you say you want it to look like a painting. Are you look, thinking more in terms of a surrealistic impression? Or do you want yeah. it to be realistic in, okay. in an imaginary, uh, imaginary space? I get what you're asking now. Yeah, I don't want them to look exactly like the bison is there because then what would be the point of putting them together? I could just take a bison, put it on whatever background and just do kind of traditional photography. Um, I do like the 
the the way that it looks in the end where they're sort of because they're put together it looks more surreal because that's what I like <laughs> that's that's just the style that I like it's just interesting that you've taken a more painterly view of doing photography so I came into doing what I'm doing now even though it looks really minimal and it looks like oh it's just it's kind of simple I used to paint way before I did photography this was a long time ago now but then I kind of picked up our camera I really like so I like painting I like the way that it looked but I also like the detail in photography and so when and I started playing around sort of with photoshop before I did photography sort of with with uh some collage stuff and uh I really like surrealism on the side <laughs> and then uh, just always and um and so when I picked up a camera I saw that I can create these kind of surreal images that had a lot of detail in them but have kind of like this like real but like unreal kind of weird feeling to it um my older work is, is just more like straight up surreal I guess but this this work I think my eye just developed to where we're at now where it's it's just, it's more minimal, uh, but I still have that kind of background of surrealism. So I would never, I wouldn't want to, I mean, if I was to take the bison and just shoot it with a kind of traditional, I could like just hire him and, uh, and just like put him in a sort of similar background, whatever, it would look completely different, right? Like it was just the, the style would be different, but I like, I like the style because I like the amalgamation of it and the, the sort of just or like all the effects that I put on it, it creates that style. And I, and I just, I really like that style. So, yeah. So in, in a sense, like, I, cause I, this is why I don't call myself a photographer. And I like to just like actually take out the word photography because, or I guess you could say it's photo based, but um, there's a lot of digital work to it, um, which is why I call them digital paintings. Part of what I'm trying to understand through the series of interviews is how much of creativity is inspiration? How much of it is planned? How much of it is actual work? Because, uh, you know, um, there are people that don't consider themselves creative that are intimidated by creativity, even though they can, if they want to, just go and do something. Someone like yourself, though, you're making a career out of this, but you, ha you, know, you can't decide to make a career out of this until you feel like you have a good sense of what it is you want to ultimately do. I don't know. I don't know what to say to people like that. Don't think that they're creative. Like I, I probably just think of these things in a different way. I'm, I'm always trying to connect ideas. Like things are always kind of um, like I'm thinking about different things and it could come like my, the inspiration could come from, from different, um, different sources. Like I would be listening to a podcast uh, we're like reading a book about, um, like, you know, um, philosophy or psychology or someone that I like about relationships, about, um, you know, about nature, um, but also like visually. And I like to look at things and I'm inspired by that. And I'm kind of always trying to look kind of look for meaning in that. Uh, and sometimes it could just kind of come to me when I'm not thinking like, I don't know how it works, really. Going going back to the series with the animals, did you, you know, were you seeing something on TV? Did you see a movie? Were you reading a book? Were you listening to a podcast when it suddenly dawned on you that doing a series 
with animals would mean something would mean something special to you? Uh, I think I think with that one it was more of a process, so it wasn't like a kind of moment. Um, but I like I said I yeah I, w- I wanted to do something with animals. For a while, and I've always shot people, and I thought that I would combine the two, and I might still, and you know, work that I do in the future. But uh, but yeah, it just kind of ended up being what it was uh, in the end. Like, and it, things usually kind of like get simplified, so I could have like an idea of you know, like I think the deer was the first one, not the bison. I can't remember. Um, but. Uh, but I sort of, I just had a vision of like making um, that specific image, right? And then once I made it, I could see that this could be a series and it could, you know, look a certain way and everything. So yeah, it was more like a process. I was working on a bunch of stuff at the time and that one was kind of one of the things and I went in that direction and I keep going. Like I'm still working on that project. When you saw the animals start to emerge, the series starts, does that then get your creative juices flowing more and give you more ideas of how you can either improve it or grow it? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's very exciting when something's working out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, when I made the deer, or I think the bison was the second one. I can't remember which one was first, but uh, yeah, I remember having a thought of like, oh, I'm going to actually put some someone on top of the bison. And then I said, no, uh, this is enough. And that's happened to me in, in the past where I, in my head, it was kind of like, oh, it could have th- these kind of elements and this could mean this and whatever. And then it g- kind of gets simplified. But um, anyway, I'm not really asking any question, but. That's actually, uh, <laughs> no, what, what you said, quite honestly, what you said is kind of the, what I'm trying to get at is there's something in your head and then you go and start to create it and realize there's a what you end up with is a version of what was in your head, but a better version as you see it emerge. Yeah, you. I definitely have to like everyone. You like the royal you, not you specifically. The um, but you have to um, just do. <laughs> you know, because everyone has lots of ideas all the time. People are actually really creative, but to the process of actually getting started and, and doing it. It like makes it makes it so oh okay that now that I'm doing it it's it looks like this so I need to to you know go in this direction or that direction it's gonna look like this or like that but you yeah I mean like just getting started just just doing just doing the idea that's that's, that's in your head whatever it might be is like it's a process like in this yeah whenever I start a project I think like oh this is what it's gonna look like or whatever. Um, or sorry, a lot of the times when I start projects don't just don't come into fruition because it's just, I had this great idea, but then I start working on it and I'm like, oh, this is way too complicated. I just don't like this. (laughs) You know, it's just like, that's not at all what I was thinking. I'm going to just do something else. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I get there by just doing it. With that series in particular, do you find more inspiration from the larger animals or are they all do they all inspire you in some great way that's such a great question that's it's funny um for me for me i just there's ones that i like all of them but for example the bison 
It's just it's something that I would have in my house as opposed to some other ones. If I like if I was buying one, I would be buying the bison because just it just speaks I don't know how to describe that really. So there's ones that I just uh I personally just just like more um but I really do like all of them. They're all of them t- together are great. How well how did you end up yeah, how did you end up here with this style? I mean, at what point in your creative life did you decide okay, it's not painting, it's going to be something else and you and you find this as your outlet I think I was doing a combination of a lot of stuff when I was younger when I was it wasn't like a you know yesterday to today switch like it wasn't like oh no I'm gonna do this style now it was more of that and I was playing I was doing a lot of stuff uh, I was I was really encouraged by my teachers to just kind of keep going but then specifically when I was doing the surreal stuff, the photography with the photography, like the combination, I think it really I think it just stood out to people. And I think I was encouraged by my peers and my teachers. And it was kind of clear that I just should. So I think I was personally personally I was encouraged. Personally, I, I liked it, um, but I was doing lots of kinds of photography, too. So, I mean, I studied I went to university like for photography studies. So we, we didn't I didn't just work on that style there. I did a bunch of stuff. Um, but uh, but to me, that's like that's that's true to me. That's 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 what I want to do or at least what I'm doing right now. I don't know. Maybe I'll do sculpture in the future. But <laughs> So when you say that you were mixing were you mixing mediums were you doing paintings and photography and mixing them together or was it that you used your painterly style to use the photoshop to manipulate the photos which you eventually got to but early on what was it i think that i was doing lots of different kinds of painting with lots of different kinds of tools and the physical you know i remember doing oil like I just really liked oil and then I also really liked photography I was doing lots of kinds of photography like once I kind of a you know saw that I could do that with photography kind of manipulate it that way I saw that I could just get the detail in photography that I like um but get sort of that painterly style that I that I also like I also like that it's a reproducible medium um as opposed to like just having one I don't know. I just like that as a side thing. I liked all of those things about it. And uh, I saw that I could like, you know, kind of make these, these real looking images, like kind of surreal. And um, yeah, that's what I liked about it. Does that answer your question? I think so. So you've won a lot of awards or it looks like you've won an awful lot of awards, you know, which is nice validation for what you're doing. But do you remember when you started selling your artwork? Yeah, it was just it was just kind of like a show at university that I sold like one print, but then where it was really um, kind of made more significant was when I did an art fair just uh, with my work that I got into like as a like I won a spot in it and I sold out of everything that I had and it was really cool and uh, before that I, just, I didn't really understand that I could that I could sell work like that. But yeah, after that happened, that's, yeah, that's when things kind of got rolling and I understood that I could do this. So finally, 
where are you going with this? What is, do you have an ultimate goal? Yeah, I definitely think that this work and my work has the potential and I want to uh, just be uh, known as one of the best people who do this kind of work uh, worldwide. <laughs> and uh, I want more of, of what I have, um, of what I already am sort of, or like more, more of the accolades that I'm already getting, I want more of them. And um, that's sort yeah, I just want to be known for that. Alice has won almost 30 photography and art awards in her relatively young career. She and I met just days before North America went into lockdown in March, and since then, her meditation series has won two more awards. The 15th Julian Margaret Cameron Awards named her the winner in the wildlife category, and she took home first place in Outstanding Achievement in Wildlife at the 2020 Color Awards. If you'd like to find out more about Alice, please visit alicezilberberg.com. If you'd like to comment on this episode, have suggestions for future episodes, or just want to say hi, please email thecreationistpodcast at gmail.com. And please don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. The Creationist is mastered in post-production by Paul Ferrand. I'm Steve Waxman, and I created this podcast.